to your local congregation. I love him. He's awesome. And I heard we're getting his sister this coming semester. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Mark 5, 24. Uh, I do apologize. My wife, my beautiful family, could not be with me tonight. She's holding down the fort uh, where she's at with my kids. So I honor her, though. Mark chapter number 5, verse 24. The Bible says, And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged. Somebody say thronged. Thronged him. And a certain woman, which had initial blood 12 years, and had suffered many of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, God have mercy. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his, somebody say touched, touched his garment. For if I might but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain was dried up and she felt, she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And this woman, or excuse me, and his disciples said to him, Lord, you see the multitude. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. It's Wednesday night in East Texas. There is a multitude of people thronging churches here tonight. And here's what Jesus said. Lord, you see the, you see the multitude around you. How could you possibly say, which one of these touched me? And he looked around about to see her had done a thing. But the woman, fearing, trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell before him and told him all the truth. And he said in her daughter, thy faith, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. If you'll help me, I will preach shortly, I promise, from the very simple subject entitled, Not Lost in the Crowd. Father, we love you. Jesus, we come before you humbly in need of a touch of heaven. I pray the power of the Holy Ghost would touch every heart, every life, and every mind. Jesus, if we've ever needed you, Lord, we desperately need you now. I pray the glory of God and the Shekinah. Jesus, I pray that you would touch every heart, every life, and every mind. I pray that your glory would thunder from heaven. I pray that it would shake the foundation of every person. And I pray, God, that the, every single body would leave here whole. And I pray every single sickness would flee at the sound of your name. I pray, God, for your anointing in the wonderful name of Jesus. In the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. Please be seated. Sis, I don't know if it's possible to get like a tad bit more monitor up here. I promise I preach better with it and longer without it. So he has, there's turn him up. Not lost in the crowd. Oh, that's excellent. Thank you. Perfect. Not lost in the crowd. In broad generalities. Now, I'm going to talk about two types of people at the very beginning, and you might find yourself in one of these groups. In general, there are two types of people, introverts and extroverts. Y'all know the difference. All right, let me see the hand of the introverts in the room. Let me see your hand. There's only two introverts. Like, so here's the problem with introverts. They, they're too scared to raise their hand. <laughs> if I get my hand up there, and then they're extroverts. Introverts, 
more often than not, don't even want to be in the crowd. You know these people, they're homebodies, they've been accused of being shy or even standoffish. They're the type of people that when they find out more than just a couple are going out to eat, have something, you know what I'm talking about, she's shaking her head, have something come up. They are more comfortable with their cats than they are with you. And when you want to come over, they need a week to prepare for your arrival and then a week to decompress after you leave. The introvert's motto is, I got a couple of amens there. The introvert's motto is, us four and Then there are extroverts. You know these people too? Often, unfortunately. The extrovert, if they are not the center, who's the extrovert? Let me see your hands. Okay, all right, I got you. I, I'm, I'm nailing you now. If, they, if you are not the center of the extrovert's attention, they are not happy. These people often say everything but really say nothing at all. You got it. You know these people. We really should start pronouncing it with an A instead of an O because they are extroverts. They always want your attention now, not a moment later. When they finish speaking, they are done with the conversation. Oftentimes in the middle of your conversation, they are scanning the crowd for the next victim. I mean, friend to talk to. The extrovert's motto is there's always room for one more. However, it's the introvert that would love nothing more than to get lost in the crowd, desiring most never to be noticed. And I realize who I'm preaching to tonight. I'm preaching to the cream of the crop. But I've lived for God long enough, and I've, I've counseled too many of you to know that there are far too many apostolic people sitting on pews in East Texas here tonight to know that there are too many spiritual introverts, people who are desiring to get lost in the church and hope that no one is the wiser, friends. Let me tell you here tonight that God never loses sight of one single person in the crowd. Let me prove it to you. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's the crowd. But then he breaks it down to the individual where he says there is none righteous. No, not. What, what am I trying to tell the body here tonight? As much as some of you wish you could, you cannot hide from Jesus in the crowd. He knows exactly where you are. He knows your name. He has your faith number. He knows what you've been doing. He knows how you've been living and you can't be lost to the master in the and somebody said amen. amen. But then there's this whole other side and listen, y'all are going to be afraid of John 3.16. It's okay. I love it. It's in the Bible. Where the Bible says for God so loved us he loved the world. There's the multitude that he gave his only begotten son for what does that tell me here tonight? That lets me know that no matter the condition I'm in, salvation is for me. No matter the condition I'm in, salvation is for me. I can come to church broke, busted, and disgusted, and Jesus is saying it's okay. Salvation is for you. You may come in one way, but you'll leave a complete. 
You see, friends, I've seen God transform far too many hearts in an altar for somebody to tell me that salvation isn't for you and you and you and you. Friends, God doesn't lose sight of you in the crowd. Yeah. See, you may just think, well, I'm just another number. I'm just another member. Friends, you are a whole lot more than just a number. And you are far more than just a member. You are somebody who is incredibly important to God. You hear me now. You are not insignificant. I'm going to say it again. We just you are not insignificant. You're not unimportant. You're not worthless. And you most certainly are not a throwaway. Some of you may be a sinner but in need of God's grace. But here today, salvation once again is for whosoever. It does not matter your socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter if you're skinny, fat, tall, gangly, gorgeous. It doesn't matter if you are public schooled or homeschooled. It doesn't matter how high your IQ is or your EQ is. He doesn't check the references on your resume and he certainly does not care what your last name is. He simply said it's for whosoever. Anybody who wants it, all are welcome. Anyone can have it. There's no special invitation. They're not checking for your name on some list, but rather it is for every single And friends, he offers you joy unspeakable. He offers you joy unspeakable. What does that mean? That means I get so full of joy, it's so hard to contain it. And not to be misunderstood, I didn't say he gave you happiness. Happiness is a choice. He gave you joy deep down in your soul that when the storms of life are raging, you have a rock that you can lean on that gives you joy. Do you believe that salvation is for everyone? And let's not get it twisted here tonight. There's only ever been one plan of salvation. By grace, through faith, expressed in obedience to God's plan. What's that plan? It hasn't changed in 2,000 years. Friend, salvation still requires repentance. It still requires baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. And it still requires you being a tongue talker as God miraculously fills you with the power of his spirit. I wish to God some of you would thank him for salvation. Thank you, God. Yeah. 
Most of you don't know I'm a marriage and family therapist, so I see a lot of broken hearts and broken lives. Friends, I see a lot of people without salvation, and you should be listening. No, 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 no. You need to hear me tonight. You should be thanking God that you're in Weech's UPC here tonight with the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, giving you the ability to overcome the weird world that we live in. Friends, I am thankful that salvation is Even though life everlasting is for everybody, there are far too many of us that want to play spiritual Where's Waldo, hoping that we can just get lost in the church, hoping we can get lost in the crowd, hoping nobody finds us, hoping no, 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 hoping no one finds out our sin, hoping no one finds out what we've been doing, hoping that nobody would bother us so we could stay in the position that we're in. Friends, there are far too many people who are getting lost in the crowd on a church on Wednesday in the middle of East Texas. Friends, let me tell you, the parables are... Uh, the parables of the missing are so troubling. Watch. I know you know this. We have the lost sheep, lost son, lost coin. We understand the sheep. Sheep are pretty stupid. Uh, what would y'all say? Ignorant? Okay. I don't want to get in trouble. They're pretty ignorant. They go wandering. We're often equated to sheep. Probably a reason for that. We often go wandering and... The shepherd brings us back into the fold. And then there's the lost son. The lost son goes out of his own accord into a far country, participates in riotous living, winds up in a hog pen and says, I was better in my father's house and goes back to the father's house and the father restores him. It's a beautiful story of redemption. But then there's the lost coin. Where does the lost coin get lost at? Lost in the house. And maybe God sent me here tonight to brush the dust off. Where's that coin at? I know it's in here somewhere. Friends, I've preached to far too many of you before. Lost in the crowd. Lost in the church. And friends, there needs to be a dusting off. Where's that coin? Where's that coin? Oh, God. Lord, I don't want to be a part of the press. I don't want to be a part of those that throng. But, Jesus, I want to be right in the midst. I know what some of you are saying. You're saying, preacher, but I'm, in, I'm at the church tonight. Friends, there's a world of difference between being in the church and being at church. Being in the church means I am easily identifiable as one of him. Where being at church means I can live any way that I want to live. Being in the church means I give everything that I am. Where being at church means I can follow on the periphery and get lost in the building. Being at church means I'm just another member of the crowd but being in church means I'm the one who touches
changes the master. Friends, you can't afford here tonight in Weeches, Texas, not to touch Jesus Christ. And friends, I should give some of us some hope that Jesus, watch, there are hundreds and hundreds of churches all around East Texas. I probably passed 30 on my way here, and there are a lot of people who are part of the crowd. But friends, Jesus can tell the difference between one single person who touches him and all of the rest of the multitude. What does that tell me here tonight? As long as one of us, it only takes one who's willing to reach out and touch the master. Jesus will stop in his tracks and say there's something going on in weeches. Let me look. You see, that's exactly what happened with the woman with the issue of blood. She, singular, by herself, was able to have Jesus stop dead in his tracks to say something is going on because I felt something touch me. Now, this is most certainly not a dead church at all. But I've been to a lot of dead apostolic churches. Where there's not one person willing to reach out and touch the master. Friends, let me tell you that if you have just one of you, it only takes one person to turn the key of that service where everything seems to dissipate and we all get lost in the presence of God because one person caused Jesus to stop what he's doing. Can I submit to you today that is it that God walks through our church every every single service saying I wonder if somebody will touch me I wonder if this is somebody's night I wonder if this is somebody's service I wonder how serious just one of them will be to get me to stop in the middle of their storm ah, friends it took one disciple shouting out to have Jesus stop in the middle of their storm friends it only takes It takes one of us that will actually stop and say, no matter what's going on in my body. No matter what's going on in my world. I don't care. I'm going to go to that church house and I don't care what anyone else does. You see, friends, it's been far too long since some of y'all shouted all by yourself while everyone watched because they weren't willing to touch Jesus, but you were. It has been far too long, ladies, since some of y'all shouted down the bobby pins that are in your hair. It's been far too long, gentlemen, that some of y'all took around this uh, took a lap around this building saying, I've got to get the attention of the master. It's been far too long that somebody's gotten drunk under the power of the Holy Ghost and had to be wheeled out of here in a wheelbarrow. Friends, it's been too long that one of us has stopped Jesus in his tracks to say, God, I don't care what you're doing in the rest of the world. It's been far too long. It's been far too long. But what we learn about this woman with the issue of blood was that Jesus was her last resort. She had tried everything she could possibly try in order to get her miracle. But friends, let me tell you that when you have nothing left but God, 
when you have nothing left but God, then for the first time, you become aware that God was always more than enough. Pastor Motes, here's what I've often found. That God will allow things. He'll allow them. Not that he'll cause them. But he'll allow things to be stripped from us. So that in those moments, we realize not only was he enough now, but he's always been enough through my good and through my bad. Friends, that's where this woman was. She tried everything. And then in that moment, she found that Jesus had always been more than enough. And friends, that's where some of y'all might be finding yourselves tonight. Well, I done tried it all. I tried lawyers and doctors and therapists. I've tried, I've tried just about everything you can try, and I'm still none the better. And God's saying, here I am. Would you give me a try? And if all you have left is me, then you have more than enough. Friends, that's our God. He's the God of the more than enough. He's not just some of what you need. He is everything that you need. And it only takes one. Just one person that would say, Jesus, I don't care what everyone else in the crowd is doing. I'm going to touch you. Okay, you look scared. You know, oh God, have mercy. All right, here we go. All right. Y'all sit down for just a second, please. When we tried everything and all we have left is Jesus for the, for the first time, are aware that he was always more than enough. I'm not sure where we get this idea that if a certain preacher isn't in the building, I couldn't possibly get my miracle. If brother so-and-so's not preaching, if it's not sister so-and-so on the keys, if it's not this conference, this speaker, this platform, that microphone, how could I possibly get my miracle, friends? When did Jesus stop being enough for the church that we've looked to people he's exalted to say, you can heal me? No, friends. No preacher can lay his hand on you and heal you. It is God who does the healing. That's why it doesn't matter who's here. It doesn't matter who's not here. It doesn't matter who's preaching. It doesn't matter who's singing. All that matters is that Jesus stops in our midst. And friends, if one person is willing to touch him, it only takes one. And he's more than enough. Watch, 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 watch. I'm going to prove this to you. I'm going to prove this to you. I was preaching. I was preaching along these lines about a year, year and a half ago at this point now, maybe two. And I was in a building about this size, and there was a lady sitting about where you're sitting. She had an eye patch on her eye. She looked like she had been, she like she had a rough, rough go at in life. And I'm preaching along these lines that all it takes is one person to touch the master. At my altar call, I gave the altar call, and that old lady, she, she ran to the front. She, she planted herself, and this building's actually fairly similar. She planted herself right here by the pulpit. And I thought that one was fixing to knock the platform over. She got a hold of Jesus. I didn't pray for that woman, okay? The pastor didn't lay his hands on her. 
at the end of the service, we're at the restaurant. The pastor gets this phone call. He said, dude, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, well, tell me what happened. He said, you know that lady with the eye patch? I said, I know. He said, what you don't know is that she's had an issue with that eye. She couldn't really see. It's been blurry for months and months and months. So they had this eye patch on hoping that it would, it would heal. She said she went home, ripped that eye patch off, and she had perfect vision out of that eye. Friends, no, 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 hold on. No, 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 no. I didn't touch that woman. Rather, that woman touched the master, and that's where she got her healing from. Friends, that should encourage the body that it doesn't matter who's behind this pulpit. If Jesus is in the building, friends, your healer is here. If Jesus is in the building, your chain breaker is here. If Jesus is in the building, your deliverer is here. If Jesus is in the building, it only takes one to cause him to stop. Come on, don't be a part of the crowd. Be that one who touches Jesus. Don't be a part of the crowd. Be that one who marches and says, God, I'm... Lift your voices right now all over this house. Lift your voices. Ah, holy God, Jesus, we know you're in this building. Father, I can feel your presence here tonight. Lift your voice right now. Lift your voice. Come on, child of God, right there. Tap into that. In the name of Jesus, your healer is here. Your healer is here. It's the man with nail-scarred hands. It's the one who took the lashes for you. Don't be a part of the multitude. Be that one tonight. Don't be a part of the crowd. Don't be a part of the throng. Be a part of the touch. Be like that one little woman with the issue of blood that pushed through the, the crowd, pushed through everyone else to touch the master. Yeah, right there, right there. Go ahead, tap into that.
church. It's time to touch him. It's time to touch him. What do you need, child of God? Jesus is in the house. Let's turn this church into an altar tonight. Don't get lost in the crowd. Don't be another name. Don't be another face. Let's pray right now, church. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. Oh, God, I don't want to be lost in the crowd. I don't want to be lost in the crowd. God, I don't want to be lost in the crowd, Jesus. I pray, God, that you would be their healer tonight. Lord God, you see those who walked in with pain in their bodies. I pray, God, that you would smite that pain. Jesus, you see those who walked in with emotional distress. I pray that you would be their counselor. Jesus, you see those who walked in needing provision. You can be their provider. I pray, God, as your people touch your hem tonight, I pray, God, that you would heal them. I pray, God, that you would make a way for them. I pray, God, that you would touch them as they touch you. I pray virtue would flow from heaven tonight. And I'm asking, God, that you would shake this place, oh God, with your glory. I pray, Jesus, that every single person here today would touch your hem and find out here tonight that you are more than enough for them, oh God. Church, lift your voice with me. Hallelujah.